dear listener. I am Max. I'm an engineer and inventor, and this is the Bageltron 2000. I invented the Bageltron 2000 to travel between dimensions, which I've been doing for nearly four years, visiting many different interesting individuals and seeing all kinds of amazing places. And this is my roommate, Jack Strobe. Max, it's not quite accurate to say that you invented the Bageltron 2000. No, I did, yes. I invented the Bageltron 2000. You are filling in for my version of Max, who I live with, who invented the Bageltron 2000. You are a facsimile created in a vat in another dimension, while Max undergoes something called the sifting. For those listeners who are not caught up with the latest developments, my Max, the Max who usually introduces this podcast is missing. No, he's not missing. We know exactly where he is. Well, he's missing to me. He's being involuntarily held and processed in some way. Rest assured, he's being dealt with with great care by the agency. And this gentleman, who calls himself Max, who looks similar to Max, except for having a very long nose, is a replacement sent by the agency to fill in for Max and do all the things that Max is supposed to do, including this podcast. Although I must say... I do find your tone of voice very soothing. Well, that's good. We have been getting along fairly well over the past week or so since I came in as a replacement for the previous Max Adams who met an unfortunate demise. Max, what am, what am I going to do, though, if you end up dying in another dimension? The last three have all died in one way or another. That's true. That is why over the past few days, I've been working on a new invention. As you can see here, let me open up the backpack and show you. I have inserted this box here into the backpack. This is the Failsafe Retrieval Kit 2000. It is paired with a biometric sensor that I've injected right here in my left wrist. And should my vital signs decrease below a certain level, at which point it becomes obvious that I will be unable to continue functioning, the Failsafe Retrieval Kit 2000 will activate bringing back the backpack and all of its contents, the recorder, and the remote control automatically through the portal right back here. But not your corpse. No, that seemed unnecessary. Well, uh, I suppose you don't have any family to return your remains to. The agency will deal with retrieval of any biological material that is inadvertently left in another dimension where it does not belong. So, Max, what happens if your hand gets cut off? Will the sensor read you as dead? Hmm... That is a good point. I did make a few spares of these sensors, so probably I should just uh, put one into my other arm here and maybe into my neck. Yeah, mm, probably one in each leg too, just to be... Okay. That looked a little painful. Actually, could you grab me a few bandages? Yeah, there is a little bit of blood, I guess. There you uh, go. I'm going to reprogram the Failsafe Retrieval 2000. There we go. Now it is linked to one, two, three, four, five, five of the sensors. And if the central unit ceases receiving vital signs from at least four out of five of the sensors, the failsafe will activate. All right. So if one out of your five sensors is still sensing you as alive, you're okay with being considered dead. I do not believe I will be able to accomplish the function that the agency sent me here to accomplish if four out of five of my two arms, two legs, and torso have all ceased to show signs of life. Yeah, that would be a pretty extreme situation. So. Well, I hope you don't die. Because of the replacements that have come so far, you're my favorite. 
none of the others has ever even thought to offer me a neck rub. Well, that is just rude. And I must say, you're pretty good at them. Thank you. I have been practicing. Well, I think we're all ready to go then. We have no specific agenda, is that right? Well, I would like you to fill in another one of Max's duties, which is to read the reviews. We have some, I discovered, by playing around with the podcast app. I found we have some international reviews. I'm hoping you can read some reviews from some place called Deutschland. Ah, yes, the fatherland. Absolutely. Here we go. It looks like there are two reviews from the nation of Germany in this dimension. We'll start with the first that was left by an individual named... Oh my, it's going to be difficult for me to pronounce, and not because I am not familiar with German. I don't believe that's German. I'm not sure what language that username is in. The title says, Hilarious Improvised Adventure. And the text of this review says, Max the Inventor visits all kinds of parallel universes that are all a bit different from ours. This is true so far. And he always runs into a weird new forms of his roommate, Wilson. I'm sorry, who's... Wilson, I thought your name was Jack Strobe. It is, but Max used to live with someone named Wilson and tended to run into that roommate. Okay, I don't think that was included in the file that I was given to debrief on this mission. Some episodes are just silly, but some also make you wonder about what difference a detail could make. And all the while, it's also a great adventure story. Initially, it seems that the episodes are all standalone, but I really recommend listening from the beginning to get all the long-running jokes. Now, this review confuses me, Jack. It mentions humor and jokes and things that were not covered in the debrief materials that I was sent before I moved over here. I understood this to be a serious scientific mission. Oh, it absolutely is. And since Max is not here to object, I will add the same objection that he always says, which is that we're doing serious science. The fact that Max often gets himself into predicaments that many people find amusing is a side effect. Not the main point. I see. Well, thank you for clarifying, because that actually brings us to the second review left by someone whose name does look like it's German, Achwaweisish2, whose subject line is very informative and fun inventions. That's very positive. And they say the dimensions Max visits are very funny with some crazy and definitely informative inventions. Well, again, there's that funny thing, but both of these reviews are five stars. And so I'm sure that Max will appreciate these when he returns. I'm taking copious notes, as all of my predecessors have, and we will share all of this information with him when he returns from the sifting. I hope he returns soon. I miss that guy. Well, I'm right. Not that I don't like you. You're pretty great, too. Well, thank you. Well, does that conclude the pre-trip business? Yes, I just want to emphasize to the listeners, if you leave a review, we'll try to read your review on the air. And if you join our Patreon... We will even dedicate an episode to you, which may or may not, but probably will be very insulting, but at least it will be dedicated to you. Well, all right then. Sounds like we're ready to go. So I'm going to turn on the Bageltron 2000 and we have no particular mission today. So wherever it happens to send us, that's where we're going to go. As it powers up here, we can see the digits on the coordinate display have lit up with a set of dimensional coordinates. I've never been to this dimension. Doesn't look familiar to me. But I'm going to go and check it out right now. See you on the other side, Jack. Oh my. Well, this is certainly not what I expected. I appear to be on board an aircraft of some kind. Judging by the sound and the dual flanks of soldiers at attention dressed up in what appears to be combat gear, I believe this must be some kind of military aircraft. I better close this portal. This is a little distressing. I was hoping to engage in some exploratory 
mission in another dimension, and it appears that I'm on the cusp of some kind of a battle. Oh my, a new individual has entered at the other end of this airplane into this room, and he's wearing camouflage pants and no shirt. However, judging by the number of military medals somehow attached to his chest hair, I am making the assumption that this must be the commanding officer. All right, troops. It's time to do your duty for America. And when I say America, I don't mean Seattle. I mean true America. The America that's patriotic. The America that cares about children. The America that cares about values. The America that our fathers intended. You are going to fight. You are going to spread our message. Remember what we're fighting for and who we're fighting for. We are all linked. We are all in this together. If we stick together and follow the plan, we cannot be defeated. Think about apple pie. Think about grandma. Think about your loved ones back home who are depending on you to put an end to the rebellion of the coastal cities. What sort of America do you want your children to grow up in? You are deciding that right now. And remember, we're on a mission of mercy. We're not here to kill. We're here to fix and repair the mental lapses of the liberal coast. We're here to bring freedom, true freedom, freedom from government-mandated fixes to problems that don't exist. Prepare for inspection. Marcuson, put your chin up. Mendelssohn, stick your chest out. Look like a man. Wait a minute, who are you? Why are you not in uniform? Oh, hello, hi, I'm Max. I'm just here on an information-gathering mission. Actually, you know, I'm a journalist. I'm the embedded journalist. That's right. Max, you sound beta. I'm sorry. I'm not familiar with that particular lingo. Is that, Where's is your that military speech? Where's your gung-ho American spirit? Where's your chest hair, man? Well, it's, it's uh, here under the flannel. Yeah, I, I do have... You t- call that chest hair... This is chest hair. Take a close look. No, I can. I actually saw it quite well from across the room. Yeah, as soon as you entered in, it was very apparent. I don't need to look. No, okay, thank you. Okay, thank you. I, wow. Yeah, you really just brought that right up into my face. This is really uncomfortable, sir. Sorry, I didn't actually get your name. I'm Sergeant Jack Strobe. I'm in charge of these lazy layabouts and making sure that they and you are ready to jump out of an airplane and spread our mission of mercy. Oh, well, that's really not going to work for me. Again, as I said, I'm the embedded journalist. I'm just here to observe. I make it a point to really not get involved in any kind of conflict. So that's not going to work for me. I'm not going to be part of the mission part. I'm just here to observe and report. So you're not prepared to jump out of this airplane and engage the enemy? No, no, sir. All right. Private Waikowski, sir, escort this excuse for a man to the cargo hold. I'll have the doctor check in on it and see what's wrong with him. Yes, sir. All right, the rest of you ladies, it's time to jump. Out, 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 out. Hang on, Sergeant Stroke. Before I go, why do I need to be escorted? This very unusually large gentleman on the piano, he's 
this airplane. There are other roles on this craft. Surely you recognize that. Ah, yes. The giants playing the piano. We had to actually get an extra big piano for him to play because he's so big. No, actually, he's not technically human. Okay. What is he? Not quite sure, but he was wished into existence. Unfortunately, there was a genie, and he was somewhat hard of hearing, and we ended up with a giant piano player instead of what we asked for. Nothing else to say about that. My point, though, is he's not jumping out of the plane. Whatever his biology is seems resistant to our cocktail of patriotism, which I will ensure that you get a good dose of from our good doctor. You are missing your metric ton of chest hair. Enough chit-chat. Move. Uh, okay, wow. Get this filth out of my sight. Ah, okay, all right, all right. You're strong, okay. I'm not resisting. Wow, this airplane is really large. This is a big hallway. Where are we going again? The cargo hold, of course. Here it is. Yeah, you didn't have to throw me in. And he's already gone. And the door shut. And it sounds like they locked it. Oh, great. Well, hmm. Collect myself again here. This is rather distressing. I was hoping that I would be able to just go on a typical mission that I... It sounds like Max normally goes on. Just visits another mission and just gets to observe some things passively interact but that sergeant seems really set on me jumping out of the airplane and and going on some sort of mercy mission i uh, that is not going to work that is not going to work at all not only because it goes against my own personal morals but also that's just that does not appear to be the kind of thing that max would do so i shouldn't do it what is that sound is there water running in here he said this was a cargo hold Hello. Oh, gosh. Wow, I did not see you. That is a dark corner you just came out of. What were you doing over there? Hello. Charleston. William with an F, Charleston. Hello. You'll forgive me if I don't shake your hand. The F is between the two L's, by the way. Oh, all right. And are you also a prisoner of Sergeant Strobe? I was sabotaging this plane, and I just really had to go, so... Sabotaging the plane, you say? No, I had to relieve myself. No, I understood that part, but you said you were sabotaging the plane before that. Not by causing a flood. That's just a small puddle. All right, but why are you trying to take down a plane that you're on? My parachute, personally, does not release neurotoxins that knock people out. Wait, what? Is that a thing? Those guys who just jumped out the plane, did their parachutes do that? First of all, who are you? I'm sorry, I'm Max. I'm an embedded journalist, and honestly, I don't actually know exactly what's going on here. I was hoping somebody could fill me in. Do you know, why did those guys all just jump out of the plane? What is this mission of mercy the sergeant is talking about? I'm just trying to find out what's going on here. Basically, they figured out a way how to unvaccinate people for it. The SARS pandemic. They made a anti-vaccine. And now they're parachuting out with neurotoxins that knock people out so that they can stab people with a needle and inject questionable materials into their bloodstream to unvaccinate them. That's intense. And anyways, that's definitely not a mission that I want to be a part of, though. So, yeah, I may have to terminate this. Oh, he's coming. What? Oh, 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 where'd he go? Hey, you. Ah, ah. I heard voices in here. I told you I'm an embedded journalist. I was dictating into my recorder here. All right. We're going to the clinic. The doctor will see you now. Wow, this airplane has a clinic. Are we still in the air? It sounds like we're still in the air. All right, Dr. Flamberg, this quote-unquote man, and I use that term very loosely, seems to have 
lost the efficacy of the unvaccine, or perhaps he somehow escaped being unvaccinated. He's exhibiting very beta tendencies and lack of military interest. Can you take care of him? Are you entirely sure this isn't a timid female? Wow, that is disrespectful. I trust you can take care of this problem. Of course. Right away. Hold still, you look not. Ah, oh, whoa, okay, gosh, that, I really wish you would have given me a bit of warning before that, that was, hmm, that smarts right in the shoulder, some kind of injection, I'm not especially excited about that, what did you just do to me? You've been unvaccinated. Uh, okay, I'm not actually sure that I'd been vaccinated in the first place, though, so, I don't think I really needed that. Better safe than sorry. So, unvaccination is a process that negates the effects of all previous vaccines. All previous vaccines? Not, uh, just, not just the vaccination to the SARS pandemic? Well, of course. The SARS virus builds onto itself using the parts of other viruses, so we oh, need no. you to get those as well. I'm going to get leopard box now. So, yes. The latest update of the SARS virus has been injected into your bloodstream, and you will now be a carrier for the rest of your life. Oh, boy, that does not seem great. Shortly, you will begin feeling all of the aggression that you have ever experienced and a strong desire to spread the virus. Oh, no, that does not sound good at all. My word. I shudder to ask, given the the intended effects of the anti-vaccine that you've just distributed to me, but are there any side effects? Only one observed side effect so far. We have seen, in somewhat rare cases, that the unvaccination will cause hyperaggressive nudity due to your pancreas being molecularly unstable. Oh my, hyperaggressive. Those are two words I don't think I've ever heard put together before. Certainly not in that order. That is extremely concerning. He did say it was semi-rare. It was semi- Semi-rare? That is upsetting. That is downright upsetting. I'm feeling some strange feelings. Why am I raising my voice? Ah, it seems to be working. And by semi-rare, I mean every few hours. Ah, working. Oh, no. No, no, that's not... Ah, ah. It looks like the treatment is already taking effect. How do you feel about spreading the latest engineered psychoactive version of SARS virus? Everyone needs this. Wait, no, what am I saying? Yeah, uh, yeah. Sounds like you're ready to go. Here's a parachute, soldier. March, march, jump out that door. Ah, uh, why am I putting on this? Oh, what am I doing? Now, uh, clip it here. Uh, clip, clip. All right, out you go. Uh, freedom! Ah, uh, wow, this is a rush. Huh. never jumped out of a plane before. I mean, I guess to be fair, I've never done much of anything before I was created in a vat just a few weeks ago, but wow. Okay, Whew, I can see the city of Seattle down there. It's coming up fast. I better pull this cord. Ugh. Wow, a little bit of a sudden deceleration there, but okay. All right, we're drifting down to the city now. Oh, oh wow, look at that cloud of, what do they call that? Some sort of neurotoxin? It's, it came right out of the parachute. It seems to be be coming down kind of in a space around me. I guess maybe the anti-vaccine makes me immune to it. It doesn't have any effect on me, I guess. Okay, well, we're coming up on a park. Here we go. Oh, wow, this place looks really heavily fortified. Ah, okay. Oh, okay, I'm gonna duck behind the statue. Ooh, wow, lots of gunfire. These these people really do not seem to want the anti-vaccine. 
God, wow, I just now realized that when we strapped on the parachute, it also had a bandolier full of anti-vaccine injections. Ah, I'm stoked to shoot these into everybody. Oh, gosh, what am I saying? Oh, oh no. Oh, no, I, I, I think I feel the properties of the hyper-aggressive nudity coming on. What am I doing? I'm taking off all my clothes. What? Oh, my goodness. I'm completely naked except for the bandolier of anti-vaccines crisscrossing across my chest. I can't help it. I'm going to charge these guys and and, anti, and unvaccinate them. Ah, I'm going to get you. the uh this device that max created what did he call it the failsafe retrieval 2000 it's got a red light flashing that is labeled deceased oh boy well at least we got max's stuff back and his recorder back i guess i'll listen to this and see what happened to him perhaps this will be the fourth max facsimile to have met an untimely end they don't seem to last very long well, everyone, I'll upload whatever happened, and we'll see if we can do something else in a week. Dispatches from the Multiverse is produced by Tim Ellis, starring J.R. Willett as Jack Freedom from Government is My Middle Name Strobe, and Tim Ellis as Max, with special guests... The Willet Boys, as William with an F Charleston and Dr. Flamberg. Theme music by Alpha Geek, logo by Abe Schmidt. Looking for a way to reverse a terrible anti-vaccine? Check out patreon.com slash dispatchesfm, where you can support us directly and access exclusive bonus content, like brainstorming sessions, sweet merch, raw recordings, other audio, and probably patriotic peaks behind the interdimensional curtain. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter at DispatchesFM and visit us online at Dispatches.FM.